Hey everyone, my name's Kieran and welcome to the One Upcast, where this week we're going to be looking at the new Ghostbusters movie, where we'll be chatting about the Halo Infinite multiplayer, Phil Spencer talking about emulation, the new Pokemon games, as well as taking some of your questions. But as always, I'm joined by the one, the only, Mr. Daniel Ferry. We are back at it again. We are back at it again. Oh, Kieran, Kieran, I am, I'm having my microphone. I need to talk. I, need I am to talk. I dying. <laughs> All right, you sent me, you sent me a picture last night. You on WhatsApp? I'm sure you, because I saw it then on your Twitter afterwards. I was like, you're getting mileage out of this picture here, and it's you <laughs> ready to walk on. They see Ghostbusters, and I was like, right, yeah. can't wait. I know this is gonna be good. See, as soon as that that, that recording gets going, I I know yeah. I'm gonna fucking I'm I'm buzzing to hear it. How, what do you think? Um, so, um, we normally record on a Wednesday slash Thursday. I intentionally didn't contact you until today because I didn't want to, I wanted it to be fresh. I wanted, uh, so we're recording today, Friday, and it's going to go up today. So you're getting the freshest, freshest episode. It's so fresh. Brand new. For my spoiler free review. So I'm going to be very vague. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil a thing. Um, maybe we should do a spoiler review in a few weeks time. Aye. We'll, um, we'll let the dust settle. And, aye. Yeah. If you're interested in that, let us know. Um, but let's talk Ghostbusters. Go for it. Um, so, so the ultimate question is: Am I happy? That is that. Answer, uh, that go for it. Are you are are you buzzed about? Are you buzzed it? I am happy. I'm very I'm very very happy. Good. Did I think it was the best thing ever? No, I didn't. Right. It's a good movie. It's not a great movie. Right. I, I bet you're surprised at me saying that. No, um, uh, no we see that's a good thing because I know that your your expectations and your hopes were really high. So the fact that you're yeah. coming out and you're talking about it critically makes me yes. think that so like... I, you, think, I, I think maybe I'm going to look at this as very... I went to this movie and I'll be the first to admit massive, massive expectations. The trailer, I blame the trailers. Maybe I shouldn't have watched the trailers, but I... You know, I mentioned it about two weeks ago, like, you know, oh, it's pulling on my heartstrings, etc., etc. Um, went down very, very hyped, like a child yesterday. That photograph that you mentioned uh, was my wife that took the picture. I literally went and got ice cream and popcorn, and I was so happy, <laughs> so happy going on. Um, let's go, let's just get straight on it. Again, I'm going to be... The floor is yours. Spoiler free, so people, people don't be panicking, I'm not going to ruin a thing. Anything I talk about is things that you've already seen in trailers. So if you haven't watched a trailer, you know, I, you I, I, there's a there's a there's a level of expectation here. I mean, trailers are pretty public knowledge, so I would say I'd yes. say I'd go for it. Like, so ultimately, like straight away, I would give it a seven out of ten. It was a good movie, and I was happy with it. As a Ghostbuster fan, I walked out happy. Um. It's going to sound quite negative, but the the thing with it, right? So Jason Rickman directed it. His father Ivan Rickman did Ghostbusters one and Ghostbusters two. Right. So he's taken up the mantle now, and he has been tasked with. After I think it was nineteen eighty three, when the last the first Ghostbusters movie came out, he's coming out almost thirty years later and making a sequel. So it it is really a sequel from Ghostbusters, not Ghostbusters 2, from Ghostbusters. Right. Um, it does acknowledge Ghostbusters 2, but you, you don't have to watch Ghostbusters at all to watch it. So Jason himself 
has been given quite a difficult task where this this movie has obviously been made with two frames in mind. One, we're going to introduce Ghostbusters to a brand new generation of people. Right. And also we have to make this film way of acknowledging its past and its fans because obviously they don't want... They don't want to. If he just went out and did a brand new movie and didn't acknowledge the past or whatever, there would have been an uproar. Yeah. So the the problem ultimately that I found, and this is my biggest takeaway, and this is why I didn't think it was a great movie. I think it hurt the movie. Was t- to me, like again, Ghostbusters is one of my favorite films ever. Believe it or not, it's not my favorite. Um, but it's right. it's in my heart. It is in my heart. Like, mm. um, but. The problem is, is that Ghostbusters 1, let's call it Ghostbusters 1984, mm-hmm. or 1983 or whatever, uh, Ghostbusters, the original pacing, to me, anyway, is perfect. Within the first 30 minutes, the entire cast are introduced, you know, who's the quirky one, who's the nerdy one, um, you know, everything, you, you're, you know the premise, you know by the 30th minute, they're catching ghosts, they're out neck to one. And the whole premise has been, and the structure of the film has been done within the first 40 minutes, and it's an, uh, it's an hour and 40 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So you have the premise, and the, the film just runs away of, it, of itself then and becomes this iconic piece of cinema history. Yeah. The problem with Ghostbusters Afterlife, and again, it's the difficult job that Jason Reichman had, is that he obviously has to make this film pleasing. You know, yeah, it's fan base. However, he also has to introduce a new generation. Yeah, so it's kind of like spinning plates. And the problem that I had with it, and this is just my problem. People might go go on and go completely disagree with me, but I would interest to hear other people's takes. Is that there's so what he's done is again, this is not a spoiler. A lot of the film, there's so much information thrown at you from the get-go, like so much. It's like boom, 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 boom. But it's kind of like playing catch-up. It's kind of reminding you, the oh, this is a Ghostbusters, and this is what happened, and this happened, and this happened. But as a fan, if I wanted to know that, I could just watch that one. And, you know, and then they're doing that, but then they're introducing the new this new cast as well. And there's just so much... And they try to squeeze it in, and you can tell it's heavily edited. And before you see a ghost mm-hmm. or a proton pack or whatever, I think you're approaching nearly the 50th minute mark. To me, and that was a bit long because in my head, I was just like, right, just get on it, just get on it. You know, I, I, you know, and don't get me wrong. There's Easter eggs galore there for every Ghostbuster fan to be happy. So it wasn't like I was sitting there going, "Going her up, going her up, going her up." I was enjoying it, but I was waiting for the movie to get going. If that makes sense. Um, because again, touching on the original Ghostbusters and even in Ghostbusters too, you know, those movies move quite quickly, and you know, there's no. <laughs> I just a certain elements just felt like a slog, you know, and then. Aye. But when it gets going, so the the final, let's just say, the final. So it's a two hour movie. So from an hour twenty at the end, so the final hour and twenty minutes, fantastic, fantastic, right? Really, really good. Um, the like, so all the themes are there, and you know it's really good. Uh. 
the cast is actually excellent. Um, there was a standout uh, role, the girl in it, uh, McKenna Grace is her actor's name. She plays Phoebe. She's a little nerdy girl. Mm-hmm. You've seen her in the trailer. She's uh, Spangler's um, niece. Um, she is brilliant in it. She has basically, oh, she's fantastic in it. She plays the role so well. She's like an awkward, nerdy kid. And uh, she beats to her own drum. So it's not like, you know, when you when you look at the trailers, you, you get the impression that, that, oh, she's Spangler. She's not Spangler. She's her own character. And she's actually excellent. And then she has a wee uh, sidekick in it. I'm not going to say too much there, but the, the, the duo on screen there was so good. It actually took away from other characters, including Paul Rudd, believe it or not, who was good in it. But her performance was so good. You know, kind of like all the other characters were almost like a, an after mention. Yeah. Um, th- there was like there's a like there's like a romance angle on it, and you just don't care. It's almost like they stuck the romance angle on, um, just to kind of. I want to say romance angle. Anybody who's watched it, well, I say romance the teen romance angle. So it's not really a spoiler, but it's kind of just there. They kind of put somebody in the Ghostbusters jumpsuit, if that makes sense. Right. Um, but when the movie gets going, it is fantastic. Once they get the introductions, the long introductions and the long backstory out of the way, and it gets going and the proton packs are out, and again, it's on the trailer, you see them chasing a ghost in a car, all that's fantastic, and the nostalgia throughout is brilliant. There's Easter eggs galore. Um, I, I don't want to talk about the end, but this is why I want to do a spoiler cast at some point, but yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, so for me, overall, I'm a very, very, very happy uh, fanboy at the moment. I want it more, um, but I can't really say too much without saying spoilers. Um, but I'm very happy, and uh, it looks like, you know, if this film does well, it looks like, you know, they'll continue on the story, which is good. So Yeah, actually, it's still um, left open for more and afterwards. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Again, not really a spoiler, but if anybody is going to see it, there is the cliche end credits, but there's two of them. So there's one kind of like straight away after about two minutes, but then at the very, very, very end, there's another one. So stick around. I was the only one, along with my wife, who uh, stayed in the cinema. And uh, I actually went and seen the very first show in Derry. And I was all the guy, he was looking to clean up, and I was just sitting there, and I, I kind of got up because I felt the pressure, and I said to him, here, do you know if there's a, a credit cut scene? He goes, I don't know. This is the first time it's on. <laughs> so I stayed on my own with the missus, and they were kind of just kind of waiting there going, go on, hurry up, hey, go on, hurry up. <laughs> but there was an end credit scene, and it's worth it. So definitely, definitely stick around. Um... The thing I did like about it as well, because I, I feel like I was quite negative about it there, but um, the thing I did like about it as well, it, it does feel very like a modern age Goonies, if that makes sense. Right. Um, so there's, there is a modern, modern age Goonies feel to it. Um, I think they kind of went on trying to do the Stranger Thing angle as well. So if you're a fan of Stranger Thing and you've never seen Ghostbusters, you'll really like this. Um but no, overall, I'm very, very happy. I wanted to be blown away. I wasn't blown away, but I was very, very happy. So that's my, again, and again, as I said, we'll 
in a few weeks time if there's enough demand for it we'll do a spoiler one where i can talk wholeheartedly about everything and because i can't really say too much more all right that's so. not really uh it, you, you gotta be careful as well because it's only a, Are you like going a day to or so it? but i'll i'll say i i want to but it's like finding the time do you know what i mean uh, but uh it is it is on my list of things like i do want to see it especially since i put myself through the last one this this <laughs> the, the, the the last modern movie i feel like i need to watch another one to kind of bring myself back around <laughs> but anyways i'm glad i'm glad to hear you enjoyed it anyway whenever you said that you were going i was like yes this is gonna be this is gonna be perfect and i was crossing my fingers and that's why i was and i was dying to text you last night and we all just tell me did you did you like it or not but i was like no i'll leave it i'll leave it and i'll yeah. i'll go on fresh because i know we we're going to record it today or at some point yeah. today but no, no i i i i, I did like it in summary but um there, there was just the the that, that opening kind of killed it for me for the 40 minutes. I was just like, I just want to just bust some fucking ghosts. I know, it's that, that's why I'm here. Hey, I'm not here to meet the busters. I'm here to bust some fucking ghosts. <laughs> Perfect. Anyways, we'll move on to the next section then in our uh, in our our uh, in our podcast today, and we'll keep the the spoiler review for later on. So just before we move on to some more segments in our podcast, we want to remind everybody to make sure to leave a like or a review on whatever platform that you're on, and also if you want to drop us a message uh, for the Q and A sections that we have at the end of each episode, you can do so on the Anchor app. You can go to Anchor.fm/oneupcast. And you can click the message button. You'll be able to record us a message and appear on the show. You can ask us a question. Or you can drop us a text-based message through Twitter. You can reach myself at HarryAtomicYT. You can reach Daniel at Ferryman5000. Or you can reach out to the show's Twitter at oneup underscore cast. That's O-N-E-U-P underscore cast. I forgot how to spell up. My goodness. It's that It's that time of morning. Hey, what the hell? Anyways... You mentioned that the yeah. ha- the Halo Infinite multiplayer just fell out of nowhere. My goodness. Yeah, so Microsoft gives some big dick energy there. Uh, last week it was their 20th anniversary. Right. And, uh, they I had, like, saw um, the tweets. It was all nice and all. Everybody was all buzzed. They had like a live stream event where The Rock was on it and all. It was quite good. Um, he launched it, sure, mine. Yeah, he did launch it. Um, it so he, he was there kind of acknowledging the launch and everything like that. And... Uh, I mean, if you, I'm not the biggest Xbox fanboy, so a lot of it, the stuff kind of it was very like a nostalgic sizzle reel. Yeah. Um. So if I mean, you would have buzzed off it actually because they chatted a lot about the free sixty days and things like that. I've been following um, a good bunch of a good bunch of it, uh, free Twitter uh, and stuff, and it's uh, it's it's nice. It's made me want to pull out. Well, not pull out. I mean, it's already connected up here. It's made me want to take me three sixty from the upstairs TV to the main TV again, like upgrade it back to like the main setup. Yeah. Just, so we'll probably do, be getting do you some ever more think they'll get the 360 days again probably i don't know As i it, think they will you know i, I think, think, think game, game pass is, is the way forward with but fuck's yeah. sake they need to start making fucking consoles available jesus christ uh it's even playstation man it's fucking ridiculous it's, like i i thought to myself right i was like right 20th anniversary buzzed look at all this stuff everywhere oh i'm loving this and then uh I, I, there was a link to game on on twitter and i was like i wonder if i should fucking get a that's right you still don't have one no i still don't fucking have one and i was like right maybe i should get one which don't say that though game pass for pc's been keeping me going and i was like maybe i should get one and i'll I'll, 
you know, I'll, I'll jump in and see the crack. And I clicked on the link, the game, and it took me through. And it's to buy one of the fucking fridges. I was like, Jesus I can buy a, a fridge that looks like the console, but not the actual fucking console. I was like, Jesus, Man, I, you knew. I've heard wild bad reviews. <laughs> oh, I love the fridge. Really I know, I've hey. heard wild bad reviews. I've heard, fridges, I don't know, I've heard terrible things about it as well. Hey, only like six cans or something. Hey, fucking terrible. What uh, the, the hell? What are you doing? Warm, hey. <laughs> the, the, F, the FPS is shit on it, like. But uh, it's just one of them things. I was like, fuck, I'd be more excited if you could fucking buy the thing. Do you know what I mean? Because as you say, like you want... As as a as an Xbox fan, right? We'd loved through the dark days of the Xbox One. That was that that's that's penance for all the sh- fucking shite we were chatting about the PS3 at the time. Yeah. And so Xbox One came along, too big for its boots, way it went. But it doesn't feel like anybody's making a fucking effort these days because you can't find them. And so that kind of made it fall a wee bit flat for me. I was like, man, I was I was looking forward to seeing Xbox like retweeting people, being like, just got me fucking Xbox and all and blah blah, blah and like seeing people playing loot of backwards compatible games and all and it could have been like a really nice thing and all and no just can't buy it you buy do, a fridge do you, do, you, do you think it's still a scalping issue no because uh. i see they're right there's no way that these are being made quicker than people are buying them up because right if they're saying that there's oh you know there's so many people are buying these and they're putting them online and that's causing all the problem. I doubt that that's happening. How many did they say they sold so far? I think they said it was about 8 million. 8 million? There's yeah. not 8 million eBay listings. There's nowhere near that. Right There's not um, 8 million Facebook marketplace listings. It's <laughs> it's impossible. Do you know what I mean? And it's, I, just, I, it's, I, similar, it's a similar PS5 as well. Um... My local game put up a Facebook post there. Uh, so like two days ago, saying, "Oh, we got a small, uh, small stock of PS5s and get them while you can." Mm. So I went over with my my work colleague at lunchtime, and the game we're doing the cliche thing where they sell forced mandatory bundles. I can't really complain because I used to do the same on PS4 as yeah, well. You will buy um, the HDMI cable and the controller yes. stand and the uh... and 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 just for context, actually on that, that's actually not the sales advisor's fault if that makes sense because people were giving the sales guy that when i called over there shit and i don't be doing it's, that and it's not it's not even the store manager's fault it's the fucking hierarchy that is fo- so what actually happens spoiler here is that this happened with me on ps4 so i can't speak for ps5 but during my time there when the ps4 was the hot ticketed item um and the xbox one we had a pre-order phase so you had a uh, phase one, phase two, phase three. So in the way it worked is that if you pre-ordered in the first phase, you you're guaranteed to get it for launch day. Phase two was like a week later, and then phase three was a week after that. Now the Xbox One came out before the PS4. Mm-hmm. Did it? I can't even remember. But anyway, I, but for some reason, uh, this happened on the PS on the Xbox One. And the backlash was real, and they had to stop it. And we were, me as a manager, and all our managers within the region were like, "You can't do this." And like, "Nope, we're doing it." So what they did is that. So let's just say, as a company, they had a million pre-orders, and they were split up into phase one, phase two, phase three. So they would look at, say, my store, Dairy, and go, "Right, you have a hundred and fifty pre-orders. Let's 
guarantee those pre-orders. Uh, let's follow those pre-orders and ship them 150 consoles. Mm-hmm. However, what they would do then is that they would shift you another 50 consoles. Mm-hmm. So you would have 200. Now, you think those extra 50 would go to phase two customers? Mm. No, 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 no. What we were told to do is that we had to make super elite bundles where it had the console, the insurance, the extra controller, free games. It was like a £900 bundle. Mm-hmm. So Joe Blogs, who didn't pre-order one, could walk on the street on day one and pay 900 quid and walk out with a console. So I remember this vividly where we were like, you can't do this. People yeah. are going to complain. People are going to go crazy. Where at the same time, you'd think people who phase two, oh, happy days, I'll go up. Like, if that boy who didn't pre-order one goes up and get him now, I'll go get mine, sure. And it happened. People would say, well, I have a pre-order. I've told it's coming out next week, but that boy hasn't got a pre-order and he's got his. Yeah, because people all, talk. Yeah. Like, yeah. These things so don't, you, these offers don't exist in a bubble. You're, you're like, yeah, so um, uh, you can have it, but you have to pay like 900 quid. So it was game version of scalping because game were looking to make as much money as they possibly can. I understand that they're a business, but this is why game have kind of lost a gamer. I've always said this. That's when game went downhill for me when they lost a gamer. These forced mandatory bundles, and I understand that businesses have to make a profit, but not to the detriment of your customers and losing your customers. So I know I don't know. But anyway, as I went on, so I went over there the other day and uh, they were selling these mandatory 800 pound bundles so if you wanted one which is horrible especially it's even now it's horrible when things are the way they are mm-hmm. and one of the guys was getting shit thrown at him just like oh well not physical shit but Aye. oh you shouldn't be blah blah and it was he was oh no no but you know i've been told i had to sell him at this blah 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 mm-hmm. um so but he sold them all because I, I went over a day later and uh, as a Jimmy and PlayStation left, he was I sold them all that day. Never underestimate so people, how much parents fear their kids sometimes. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, so it's, it's crazy, man. And I, I can't foresee this console shortage um, stopping anytime soon. Because um, stock everywhere on anything, anything electronic. Because uh, we did, me and the wife did our Christmas shopping for our kids there mm-hmm. during the week. And. Uh, we went to Smuffs and man, stock is shit everywhere on everything. And I'm so glad we actually started it now because um, my, my daughter, Emily, is obsessed with Nintendo, nice. but primarily Princess Peach. Nice. Obsessed with Princess Peach. Now, a generic character, like I've seen hundreds of times when I've been on there, it's like a seven ninety nine or a tenner for Princess Peach. So on her birthday, her birthday is on Halloween mm-hmm. she had some birthday money and uh, she wanted Bowser's Castle it's basically like a big plastic diorama of Bowser's Castle but mm. there's a cage inside it where you pick Princess Peach on now the <laughs> toy itself comes with Bowser but not Peach you have to buy Peach separately Right. Um, so on her birthday and it's a huge castle and a huge box and it looks the part so she was looking at it like the day after Halloween you know, and she was all, Daddy, can I have that? But in my head, the back of my head, I was like, no, it's more of like a Christmas present thing there. Um, I was all, no, here, get something else, because Princess Peach isn't done that one. And that's how Aye. I got her. She's just obsessed Smooth. with Princess Smooth. Peach. She, 
she just loves pink and Princess Peach and all that guy on. So when we are in Smuffs, mm-hmm. as old to the wife, we'll get Emily that because we'll get her that and Princess Peach and we'll get her like a Fire Flower Mario and all that guy on. Uh, could we get a Peach? So as always, they don't have money. to Amazon. And this is a plastic toy. Yeah. So, so while it says on there, I checked Amazon. Nope. eBay, 60 quid. 60 quid for a fucking figure. Um, I called up to my friends and her work and she's all tried B&M. Went to B&M. We tried the range. We tried everywhere. Six stores later, we eventually found one and it wasn't the, the official one. It was kind of like a a miniature model, yeah, but it will still do you, and she'll not know any better. But this is the, the way the world is now. I don't know if is it because of Brexit and manufacturing costs have gone up. I don't know, but it's it's getting crazy, man. Just air, stock on everything. It's it's mental. I know it is. It is fucking nuts. Like sure, even like this might be a wee bit peering behind the curtain as far as like trading card things go as well. Is that mm-hmm. see even like the orders? Like we're told now. You'd think that like printing stuff wouldn't be too hard, like, but we're told that we have maximum amounts that we're allowed to order, and even then, yeah. that's what you're allowed to order. That's not saying what you're going to get. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, and I mind working it out where I was like, if you have a brick and mortar store and you're just like, and you open a game shop that you're just selling like board games, card games, you know, like any type of shops, yeah. you can't get your hands on enough stock from manufacturers, they make enough profit to stay open. Yeah, because there's just not enough they order. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking mad. I'm going to ask you a pure invasive question here as well, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Um, but when you mentioned cards there and how the way the world is at the moment, yeah, is there much? Is it a sustainable business? Is it much? Is there much of a profit on it? Because um, I always remember when we sold Pokemon cards, and you know, there was, there was very little money in it for us. So I, I, I'm sure it's different with your relationship with your supplier and if, things like that. If you if you buy them, if if a business is selling them by the pack, like individually, yeah. then I there's there's enough. It's not fantastic, but there's enough. There are yeah. some games that are better than others. We like up and coming games always have way better profit margins because they're looking to make yeah. it worth like they're looking to make it worth the stores while they'd be like, oh, I'll buy Adland because there's like a bit to be made. However. Yeah. At the same time, less people are going to buy it because it's less well-known. So it's like a volume thing as well. But yeah. people that sell it, there's some stores sell it by the box where it's like you can come in and just buy like an entire like sealed box and take it home and get like 36 fucking packs or something. There's there's no money in that at all. Like Oh, really? I, yeah. see, I, would, I would actually think if you're buying the full box, it'd be more money. And if, so you, it, so it's, you because people, it's because people... This is gonna sound it's gonna sound bad, but I don't mean it to sound bad. I just can't think of a better way of putting it. There's people are conditioned because of online pricing. They buy yeah. they buy boxes way cheaper, but no one buys single pack or barely anybody buys single packs online. You buy those in person, so people are yeah. conditioned at a different price. So with Pokemon, right. it's like you would buy a box for like a hundred or like a hundred and ten pound, whereas packs are like four pound each, which will come out at like. What's thirty six times four? Like a hundred and thirty eight or something. Yeah. So there's like a difference of like twenty eight pound, but that's a lot whenever you're talking about something that only costs like a hundred and thirty or you know what I mean. Yeah. So 
whenever you're buy you're buy you're selling them as like full bulk units, there's no money in it yeah. at all, which is just it's it's weird. That's like, metal. I know. That's and then and, I always bought a bit all the way around. But if you could get like if you could get your hands on five hundred of them, then I that would mm-hmm. be grand because you'd be selling loads of them. But you can only get your hands on like forty of them. Do you know what I mean? If even fuck forty is probably a bit much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there isn't really that much to be sort of made. So even if you do sell them all at the highest profit margin you can get, you can't make that yeah. much because you're only getting a small amount of them. Do you know what I mean? Because there isn't enough yeah. to go around. But which only leads into what you're saying about there being like fucking stock shortages of stuff everywhere. And the like you mentioned something on an offhand comment as well. So I was looking through eBay and the average going price of a Series X at the moment is £550. And brand new, they're four hundred and fifty. Crazy. That 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 shows me that. Right, there. You know yourself that if you want to sell something online, you have to price it. They move. If you price it at the same as everybody else, it's not yeah. going to move. So mm-hmm. we can say then that the average going rate for an Xbox Series X, not including postage, because postage is charged everywhere, is probably yeah. about five hundred and forty. The five hundred and thirty. Because yeah. if you, and the reason why we're not seeing them is because that's the price they sell at. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In fact, even yeah. better, I'll go on while I'm talking and I'll check salt listings as well. But if there's only oh, a difference of like 80 yeah. or 90 pound that people are tacking on, they sell it online. Yeah. It shows that, you know, people are getting some amount of them, but there's not like the shortages before then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If the, like, because that's, I mean, that's still a, it's still a sizable amount of difference. Like, uh, but I, fi- I find what's happening as well in a retail space as well, because, again, I've seen it happen firsthand when I worked there, is that when see when something's so kind of like in demand and are so hard, hard to get land mm-hmm. into your store, you have first dubs on them. You do. Whether yeah. you hit that or not, um, I, I'll hold up my hands. I did it with Amiibos, and when there was Amiibos... I always remember the uh, Rosalina Amiibo was probably at one oh, point the, the uh, one point the rarest Amiibo. It was like going for like nearly 150 quid online. You just Aye, could not just, get it. It just fucking disappeared. It's like what they, they and, released uh, like five of them. And uh, randomly one day, and I really wanted one. And could I get one? Could I fuck? And I randomly one day I was doing a delivery, and there it was. Just, I just opened a box, and it was just sitting, sitting staring at me. Mm-hmm. And I brought that shit for a retail price. Um, but again, I think <laughs> I, this is happening with um, with these consoles as well. Like a member staff is going to just buy them. And take them you home know, and fire them on eBay. And again, you know, like they work there. But I, ho- I hope they kind of have a rule where if you buy one, it's one. And that's that, that, uh, that the store's managing it too. Because at the end of the day, yeah. I understand that you want to give your staff perks. Because, you know, your staff are working there. But at the same time, you want your store to have product too because you want your customers to get it so that, you know, yeah. you're known in the community as a store that actually is able to get things. Rosalina Amiibo on eBay is 80 quid at the moment. That's it back up to fucking 80 again, Jesus. 80 quid or buy it now, brand new, sealed 80 quid or best offer. Jesus Tell you what, I, I have about 50 Amiibos. And I honestly think, you know, this could be my wee retirement fund. Hmm. <laughs> I have a sealed... Uh, I think you have one as well. The gold Mario Amiibo. Yes. From Walmart. Um, that was a Walmart, Walmart exclusive. exclusive. Man, a pain in the ass trying to get that. The Amiibo <laughs> board, say. Do you remember that in the days of the Amiibo hunting? That was... That was awesome. I know. Half PayPal want gold Mario. <laughs> Just we, posting we every day. 
So there you go, £125 for a gold Amiibo Mario sealed. So, there you go. I know, that's and, it. Uh, there's one here. Cl- Buy it now. No, this is never selling. Buy it now. UK seller, brand new sealed, £399. Aye. So, what's happening there is that people either... One a- sold, one available. He sold one. He probably sold one at a lower price. Uh, because if you change the price on the on the same listing, yeah, uh, then it'll still keep the wee tag under it that says like the amount that are sold. So there is some pricing software out there. Like let's say it's like you you have a store or whatever. Even if you don't have a store, you know you can download it. Like automatic pricing yeah. software that'll price your stuff. But it can price your stuff based on how little you have left as well. So if you yeah. only go down to like having one left in your shop, it'll jack a price up. Because it'll think either A, it's rare, or B, you don't want to go out of stock. So there's a whole load of reasons why some things are like up at like mad prices, which is a bit nuts. But Nintendo I, have always been notorious for stock, even on these. But, the for, for, but for some reason, you can get Switches no problem now. <laughs> I know, it's mad, isn't it? A console's out, you can go and fucking buy it. It's crazy. Like you could walk on there anywhere and buy a Switch OLED. Yeah, I know. like everybody thought those were going to be sold out. Because uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, CEX had a. Uh, so these uh, Switch OLEDs retail for like 320 quid. Right. And on the first day, CEX were, were offering to buy it for you for like 340 Or sorry, 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 440 Like 120 quid more. Aye. And um, they were expecting a big bust. Uh, but no, uh, it's dropped now. I think it's like you get an extra 20 quid above the actual retail price. They took a bath on a few things and every so often they do swing and miss with their trade-in prices like that. Yeah. I mean, as far as the business goes, I mean, it's great for anybody that bought theirs, went up, traded it in and then went down and fucking bought another one and walked away with 100 odd quid. Like. You sh- you're, you're bound to have some retails from your tenure in uh, CX. Oh, don't even, hey, fuck me. That, that was you told me a, quite an interesting one there in regards to, uh, if you want to tell the people about the time the you started doing retro trade-ins and people were trading in fix. Yes, that was a that was a big problem. So the uh, it's funny because a guy that I play Flesh and Blood with during the week, uh trading card game for anybody that hasn't heard me talk about it before. I'm not I think not uh, weird. actually as you say that as I think we should play a Christmas game <laughs> you know on Christmas when we're doing a Christmas podcast. And we'll take a shot every time you say flesh and blood. Oh, don't even. Hey, seriously, do you see Tash? I would have a drinking problem if she had to play that fucking game. I never shut up about it. But uh, there's a guy I, I that, that goes to the same game store as me, and he used to work in CEX as well. And uh, my goodness, the, the, we, we trade war stories back and forward. Hey, it's good fun. But uh, I so they decided that they were going to take on retro games, and I rejoiced i was like this is amazing uh it means that because i if there was a game so there's two types of people that collect old retro games there's people that like to go out and try and find the best deals because you know you're trying to find it at like a car boot sale and stuff like that which is good fun i, I enjoyed doing that but then there's also people that just don't care and want to buy the games that they enjoy and they'll just buy it on ebay or buy it online so i was like amazing yeah. that's another option to buy it and i bought some of my favorite games that i've got for i got like a copy of something of the night for like 80 quid through yeah. there and I was buzzed this was brilliant but one of the big problems that they had was that a lot of the staff aren't as old as the games that were coming in and I think that the the miscommunication happened where 
staff were immediately overnight expected to take on like what 30 35 years worth of video games and yeah now let's say for example let's pack and what really- kind of training did they do for that was it just like all nothing. here absolutely oh nothing ask here really that was that my god so let's say you have a you're in the house all right and you have because right i know that i know it's dead easy they say, this was always my problem. I know it's dead easy to always think about the person in the house that's printing out the label and trying to cut it perfectly to put it on and fucking, you know, the person that knows what they're doing. Yeah. That wasn't my worry. My worry was anybody that buys any high price things and doesn't know that it's not genuine because mm-hmm. then a person brings it in not knowing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the store's not the victim here in a way. Yeah. So, what would happen is, is that you can go on eBay, right? And you're you're looking for a present for Ashley, who loves the original Nintendo, all right? Let's just love in that universe for a second. And right. she says to you, Daniel, the game I want more than anything, the game I had from Mouse Wayne, and I want to play it, and it's going to be class, is a game called Little Samson, all right? And you're like, amazing, right. I want to buy that. And that game is like, fucking... I think the last I checked is, is probably showing fucking how long ago now but the last i checked that game was like 700 pound jesus like for no for the nez uh and no for a pal copy i think that there's like other copies that aren't as bad but like little samson is there there's one there for 750 pound for for just the character right so you go on ebay and you're like 750 pounds 750 pounds 750 and you're like that's mad there just like that rosalina amiibo at like 400 quid and you're like that can't be right Because let's say you don't know a lot about it. And then you go on and you buy a copy for £200 that you see. Because you think that sounds about right. Because you know it's old and you know it's rare and whatever. And it gets to you. Bootleg is fuck, right? But you don't know. You don't You don't see it. Ashley yeah. vaguely remembers the label from whenever she was away. Pops it on. Plays on a Nintendo. Plays the original game. Happy days. You, you love it and you own it and you cherish it. Then you take it and you think, you know what? I'm going to pass it on to somebody else now. And you go on to CEX, and CEX are offering, I don't know, what, what the fuck CEX offering on a little, I don't even know if they buy Little Samson, but let's say that they offer 400 quid for it, cash, and you're like, fuck, that's yeah. good there, I'm going to take that on, that's great. And you take it on, and the person standing behind the counter is 19, never seen a right. NES before in their life. The only NES controller that they ever seen was the one that came with the Switch. Yeah. No idea. And they look at it and they go, looks like a NES game. They look at the bottom and go, them pins look like a NES game. It's a bit expensive, so I'll I'll do my due diligence. They pop it on a NES, turn it on, little Samson plays. They take it out, look at the label, a couple of scratches. We'll give it a near mint condition because there's three conditions or whatever. To give it near mint, yeah. you walk mm-hmm. away, 380 quid or whatever, you're out the door, you're loving life. That goes on mm-hmm. the shelf, 700 pound. Nobody knows. Do you know what I mean? At this yeah. point... Because the person in the store, I remember, like, I remember one time somebody came in with a game and it was expensive as sun. I can't remember what it was. I think it was like a fucking Game Boy Advance game or something that was worth like yeah. 200 quid. And I mine, uh, and those wee things are held closed by a tri-wing screw on the back. Right. And I was like, right, I'm going to check the board because there's a website you can go on and you can look up images of all the boards inside the cartridges. Would that uh, not be frowned upon though if it was such a rare game? Oh no, not at, not at all. That's oh, like right, that's okay. the done thing. In fact, there's people oh, right, on, there's okay. people on eBay when they're selling these rare games will open them and take a picture of the board 
so that you can check uh, on the eBay listing and see the board. So now if right. it's not done, it's considered a, a, a touchy sort of thing. And I remember right. uh, lifting uh, a tri-wing screwdriver and going out, and I understand you're working with the public too, so I was going out and saying, listen, I need to make sure that this is a, a real game, so I'm going to do this in front of you. I'm going to take out this wee screw and then the wee plastic cover lifts off and then I'm going to yeah. take a look at the wee board inside and I'm going to check these things and I'm going to compare it to this image. Is that all right with you? No baller, bloody, bloody, blah, blah. That's great. And I opened it and looked at it and it, it unfortunately it wasn't a genuine copy because it was the label threw me off because... And did the guy know or... No, I didn't know. There's oh, wee, there, I know it was fucking terrible, but it, it happens like... And there's wee tells about the that you know on the label that you can look at and go mm, i know like it's thrown me and again you got to do your due diligence so i showed him yeah. the image against the board and i was all luck we can only buy the man if the board looks like that there this one looks like this so even though it might not but no i, I tried to be soft about it i was like even though yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's not real i'm just saying that i need to make sure it looks like this before i buy it on blah 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 yeah. no i understand buddy happy days blah blah everybody was happy everybody went their separate ways and I remember and being. And you quiet. told them to get the fuck out. I was, all, I was sweating the sweat off me, bro. I was, oh Jesus, I could have got fucked that there. Hey? But I remember then being asked. Good honey, Daniel in game. He might take it off. I got any game. Hello, sir. You. He's cash. a fucking noob, that boy. Nah, cash in, Ritter. It's grand. Just tell Kieran said you. But the there was people asked me. There was staff members then came up and asked me afterwards that said like, "What was that you were doing?" And I was like, "Oh no, I was I was just authenticating a game," and it. Uh, Done, but here, sorry to interject you here. Yeah. I had to interrupt you here and I had to ask a question. Was this were you doing this on your own due diligence or was there like a communication from head office saying these need to be checked? No, I, I was doing this for me. I was See, doing and this is uh, and th- th- so this is where this is probably still happening then because you're in the know, like you're down with all this stuff. This is your baby, you have a fucking YouTube channel, and you know all this. So, what's stopping? fucking like Rambo I know he, lo- he loves the show he listens to this every week what's stopping Rambo from fucking Alan expressing a wee copy of DuckTales on the NES say, and walking on the NES uh, walking on the Belfast CEX and going oh here she's a wee Christmas temp here I want to trade this on the only thing stopping a customer doing that is the staff member who's checking the game really yep that's insane it's the only thing and stopping they still- you to your knowledge, they still have nothing in place. To my knowledge, nothing's changed. That is How, However, I'm going to put out the possibility before some CEX employee slaps me, or CEX <laughs> HR person comes after me or something, or marketing <laughs> team, things could possibly have changed. If things CEX, changed. if anybody, if on the very slim, on the very slim chance that any CEX person is listening and wants to clear and hang up, I will happily mention next yep, week. Yep. Uh, on the podcast yeah. whenever I'm doing I think I'm doing a solo one next week we'll see but I'll happily mention any redactions or changes or anything but as far as I know nothing's changed and uh, that's crazy that I know so crazy. I got asked after checking it why are why is that why what were you doing and I was like oh, I was just checking the board to see if it was real and it, it wasn't and I was telling them like look if anybody and I was trying my best to sort of help out I was like look if anybody comes in you can check you know, this website and there's this website for SNES games, this website for hanging. I was sort of trying to add them to like a favorites folder. Cause so basically you were training them. I was trying my best. Cause I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't want anybody getting stung for this. Do you know what I mean? 
I don't want anybody like, getting in trouble or anything. Or maybe, maybe this is me with my manager's head on me. But if that was me and I had a member staff who did that off their own back to save the business money, because that's ultimately what you did, I would be fucking not only highlighting you on a call or something to. I would actually. This guy needs to do the training across the board. Mm. This guy needs to go into every store, get Harry, Karen. Every week, he has to go to a store, blah, 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 put you in a new position, effectively, going, right, this is this is our trading expert, because, as we said, it could potentially happen. Um, you see it all the time on these, um, I can't remember the show, where it's, they always go on, and they're like, oh, I've got this rare item, and I'm walking to sell it. Um, like, you need that educated eye. So, as you say, like... There's been many times from conversations with yourself where I've been in there and I've seen a copy of like Goldeneye. And I'm like, I could, I, I could go ahead. So I'm trying to right. I'm, I'll not lie to you, right? I've got loads of stories running through my head, but I'm trying to wonder <laughs> how close to the line I really want to run here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. You right? This all started. This is all started with you talking about I want a Series X. <laughs> This start no. In fact, we'll go back even further. This is this is off the back of Halo Infinite multiplayer. <laughs> well, I do remember. That. I mind that happened. Well, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. So, uh, whenever so, if you bring on a game, all right, and you're in, uh, you're on, uh, like you're buying you're buying retro games out of there, right? And you're looking in the window, and you're like, I want to buy that game. But let's just say, for example, you also know what you're looking for, all right, and you look and you go oh no, that, that Pokemon game, because Pokemon games were the, the main culprit here. Yeah. And these things were faked as far back as the Game Boy Advance has been about. Um, and I'm, be- gu- I'm guessing, sorry again to interrupt, but no I'm guessing they were easy to identify because of the colour of the casings. I'd imagine if like, you know, green so, and yellow, if it was bright yellow, you know, that's a fucking fake. Some, some are and some aren't, but 99% of the fakes of Pokemon out there, if you know what you're looking for, are really easy to spot in terms of like the colour of the case. Even the good ones are still right. easy to spot. There are a few that require a wee bit more poking and prodding, but you know, you'll find out. You'll never, you'll never fully authenticate a fake one as a real one. But right. what you were walking past and you were seeing some in the window that were obviously faked, right? Obviously mm-hmm. not real cartridges. And I remember sending emails to, um, I remember sending emails to the, uh, to like I, I know I had just left at the time, so this was just me as a member of the public, all right? And I had sent mm-hmm. a, a message to their. Uh, the customer service team. Nothing internal. Wasn't using any of the old like internal emails or anything. This was just one hundred percent as a member of the public. Now this is my experience as a member of the public. Now not as an employee. Again, for any CEX people, fucking listening on and building your legal case. But I I sent an email saying with photographs, took a photograph discreetly in the store of the item and said, listen, this Pokemon game that's on your store down in X Y Z isn't. A uh, different store from the one I worked on as well. Uh, wasn't mm-hmm. real, and uh, just letting you know because this is sitting in the window. It's currently for sale. Uh, I know on your website you say that you only sell genuine versions of games. So just thought I'd bring this to your attention. Uh, you know, rock yeah. on, like. And the first, I want to say three or four times, I got a message mm-hmm. back saying, "Right, thank you very much for bringing this to our attention." We will 
send a message to that store and that store will remove the game from sale. So I would go back and in my normal rounds of being like out of town, because I used to sort of take wee trips every now and then whenever I used to like work near town. And uh, well, say, no, it was actually a different CEX. I don't want to give it away, but either way. Um, and it was lifted from the window. It was gone. Happy days. And I felt like, I felt like as a customer, I'd, I'd helped out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like I'd done something good. And then there was a time I emailed in and again, it was a photograph and this one was very obviously faked. Like this one was really bad. And yeah. I remember saying, listen, you know, at this point it was kind of like, it's me again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I'm back. Uh, You're like I, the Robin Hood of... Uh, <laughs> I know, I'm back again. I, uh, th- this this game isn't, isn't real. Uh, just letting you know, seeing it in your window, it's currently for sale, blah, blah, blah. And I'd always be nice and try and list out the reasons why yeah. that it was, but not being mm-hmm. like cocky about it. Just say, listen, it should be in a case that looks like this. As you see in the photograph, it's not blah, blah, blah. There was never a version released to that. And then I got a message back that said... Uh, thank you very much for your comments. Uh, no, this is me paraphrasing because this was years ago, but it was like, uh, thank you very much for your comments. Um, sometimes customers replace the cases on their own games, so we don't check out anymore. Uh, see you later. No way. I was like, okay, so you're just basically telling me to fuck off at this point? Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, and so that's it. I suppose we should probably move on to the next fucking topic. <laughs> Speaking of things that are... Uh, uh, possibly fucking dodgy. Uh, Phil Spencer was on the and the and the news recently. He's been chatting away like mad about legal emulation. Crazy. Maybe he got caught in CX. Maybe he's on CX man and he get that copy backwards compatible for me free sixty. Hey, and then at the, it wasn't really that didn't boot or something. And he was all, they get this piracy back on. Hey, <laughs> need to get need to get emulation up and running. Hey, fuck it on for a penny and for a pound. Fuck it like. But uh, so I know still reeling, still reeling. But the uh, so they 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 put us back on track again about the legal emulation thing. Is that Phil Spencer came out and mentioned uh, in the news this week? Yeah, he was talking about a few things this week. But uh, I I make up my point of only fucking saying bad things about one business at a time. Um, so Phil Spencer came out and mentioned about legal emulation and said that he wanted to be a, a situation where there's like an executable or something that you can have on like modern consoles that within reason can run the majority of older games. And I'm assuming that he means within, you know, the realm of your own ecosystem. Like you wouldn't have an Xbox, you know, 360 or an Xbox Series X uh, installing like a fucking SNES emulator or something. I'm assuming he's not talking about that. I'm talking, I think, I'm assuming he's just putting over the fact that, you know, yeah. they've, they've done all this backwards compatibility stuff. And they would yeah. do emulation on a game by game basis with unreason, as he mentions. But do you think it? Do you think this is going to get any traction at all? I, I think, well, the Series X kind of already does it now. You can put up like developer mode, and you can install like third party applications. And people have done like YouTube videos with RetroArch. Uh, and you know, like I did that on mine. That was, oh, did you? I had done it on me. I uh, had a second Xbox One, like with a one of the wee white ones. Can't even fucking remember the name of it now. The Xbox One S, that's the one. And I, yeah. I installed RetroArch on it, and I had an absolute blast playing me well, playing my old collection and all. It was great. I well, for context of that, um, I literally dusted off my Wii U there last week. The thing hasn't been turned on in about four years mm-hmm. I literally pulled it out of a box and it was clattering and dust and everything and as I touched on earlier my daughter is obsessed with Mario and um, 
I bit it back up. I've updated it and everything, but I actually did the homebrew and I put the retro arc on it as well, just mm-hmm. so she could. Because I, we don't, I don't have access, and I touched about this two weeks ago. We don't have access to s- certain games. Yeah. Um. So Nintendo have a select handful of games on the virtual console, which I have poured. You know yourself, probably way too much money on the virtual console. Uh, yeah. On we sh- we shot Wednesdays. Do you remember those? Oh, hey, every um, Wednesday. Hey, get your points ready. Oh, it's time. Get that. Love that. Hey. Um. But I literally just retroarch had ROMs from a USB and had just all all like Super Nintendo Game Boy Advance games, and she just sat playing them on the tablet. And again, this is um. I, I, if anything, I don't think Phil should be getting relegated for it. If anything, he's actually thinking ahead. Um, and I, I, I've said this weeks ago where I was talking about the N64 online. It should be the full library. Dan did. Boom. There it is. All of it. Instead of this trickle feed. Because what Phil's actually doing is that he talks about wanting to preserve games, but a lion's share of the games cannot, cannot be accessed anymore. So for the likes of, like we talked about Ghostbusters at the very start. There, where we're introducing a new generation to a new franchise that is beloved by millions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's there's probably people out there who son- her sonic crazy. Could you imagine like, like, like for example, I'll give you a prime example. Actually, not even Sonic Mario myself, Mario Mad. There's going to come to a point where Emily, my daughter, gets very good at Mario games, mm-hmm. and I'll tell her a story. I'll tell her story a story about. The new Super, or sorry, Super Mario Two, the UK one, the European one, and the real one, Super Mario Two in Japan, the Lost Levels one. You cannot play the Lost Levels at yeah. all. On like a legal sense. So I would have to use a form of emulation to introduce this game to her. So what Phil's actually doing is that he's probably saying it to, for you know to get the you know stir a couple of heads. And it's probably ninety percent is aimed at Nintendo because they have this vault that they're just going. No, we don't want you playing with. You know, like people criticize Square Enix for releasing Final Fantasy VII every generation, but you know what? It's a fucking cult classic. I would do the exact same thing as a business. Why Nintendo don't do it every generation? Just have the full access. And I understand there's legal, uh, legal and you know fees and all this carry on and is there much money for them but you know <clears throat> if you're giving people access to everything this wouldn't even be a conver- topic of conversation with full mm-hmm. but the reason why emulations exist is because you know if i if, if i wanted to play for example warhawk yeah. warhawk it was a ps3 third person shooter online only fantastic game the servers are shut down but there was kind of like a wee side single player game. I can't play that anymore because the server is offline. But I have it in disc. Mm-hmm. But I can't play it. But the PC modern community have taken the code of that and made it playable. Yeah. On a modded PS3. Now I haven't I haven't modded my PS3. It's still in a box somewhere. But maybe someday, just for nostalgia's sake, I'll go on and go. You know what? I'll do that just to play that game. But I shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, I know. I like actually like find a system and mod yep. it within an inch of its life, and who knows what the so the I, legal I, I ramifications of that are. And I I don't think this topic conversation is going to go away anytime soon. No, um, I think if anything, it's going to get more and more accelerated as time goes on because we live in a 
an on-demand culture now where everything's at our fingertips. So if you want to watch something on Netflix, you can watch it right now. You don't have to wait till nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. where everything's instant and play and I have it now. But then if you want to play Super Mario Brothers 2, the Lost Levels, you can't. I know. And you, the, had, you had to go to a third-party dodgy website where you don't know if you really don't know the game and then you're, oh, I have to download this emulator and it doesn't work great. No, and you're using the keyboard and then you have to play to have a controller and... Just a snap. Yeah, and even and even if you do go the above board route of you know yeah. you buy a, a you know you buy a Nintendo on on eBay and you go and you buy yourself a cartridge and it lands on and you play it from there like it's not as if Nintendo's not going to cut out of that like it's not like it's not like they're gaining revenue from you buying a second hand copy. Do you know what I mean? Not to mention yeah. that that option's not going to be available for games like Warhawk and. You know what I mean? Or games like uh, Sure Skate 2 was the big one recently. Got announced that it was being made backwards compatible as part of, no, they put like 70 or something games on, like yeah, backwards yeah. compatible recently. Like, yeah. Xbox, or Microsoft did. And then uh, Skate, <laughs> Skate uh, the official Skate Twitter account replied to the tweet with like a couple of these skateboard emojis. And everyone was like, yeah, Skate 2 is good fun. And then they replied to their own tweet being like, oh yeah, also, uh, just to let everybody know it's a wee heads up, we're taking the servers down on the 10th of December. Oh, Sorry about that. My, and you're like, what? Why? He got, what the fuck? I'm talking about bad timing. Like, <laughs> so everybody's <laughs> going nuts now being like, how it is? I'll play Skate. This is brilliant. I love playing Skate. Yeah. And I, oh, no, it's gone. The fucking servers <laughs> are down. You're like, what? Why? <laughs> so I, that's, this is one of the big problems now, and now I don't, I personally, all right, and this is just my personal opinion. But as I said, you sorry, sorry no, to interrupt you, well, and I'll actually say, as I said last week, I have a moral code when it comes to, you know, downloading piracy and things yeah. like that. But see, like I, I actually say bravo, Phil, bravo, because if it's old stuff that is like, you know, that there's no way, all the way to access it, as you say, buying a SNES online or whatever. Mm. You know, there should be an option where, you know, if you want to play it, there you go, play it. I mean, if and this is why this is why Fall's saying stuff like this. Fall's not endorsed in Parasite because that hurts his bottom line. No, he said well. the word legal was thrown around in that argument so many times and fair play to him. Yeah. He's trying to make that. It seems yeah. like he's trying to make those two things very clear that he's talking about legal emulation. Um, yeah. But the thing, the thing that gets me, and this is where again, this is in my opinion, is I think that the reason why that that's being mentioned is because he's probably trying to say like, "Hey, look, our console already does it." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, "Hey, other consoles should do this too." Uh, don't you believe in video game preservation? Don't you mm-hmm. want to play all your old games again? Well, everyone should do that, and then any gamer who's ever been nostalgic for a game that they can't play anymore will go, aye, we should all be allowed to play our games, what the hell? And then the the logical conclusion to that is, oh, well, Microsoft's already doing it. Do you know what I mean? So I can see the marketing angle. Obviously, I'm not going to say that it's all disingenuous. You know, I would imagine that somebody believes in it, but, you know, Mm -hmm. Phil Spencer mentioning legal emulation on the console. I think it's a great idea. I don't think mm-hmm. any other console manufacturer is really going to get on it. I think that everyone's going to point to their version of it and then say that's good enough. Like Nintendo, if they are ever do make a comment on anything, would say, oh, well, sure, we have the back row of the N64 library and the Genesis library only for an extra mm-hmm. X dollars on your subscription. And Sony yeah. will say, sure, you can stream PS3 games through PS Now. What's the big deal? Yeah. So mm-hmm. everybody will just point to their own service and then we'll all just go back to not knowing whether or not we're breaking the law because we're trying to play 
the fucking original version of Crazy Taxi, but we can't because the music licenses ran out. Do you know what I mean? So, do you think there's much of a market for backwards compatibility? Like, out of all people, let us just say we said there earlier, eight million Xboxes. How many of them, eight million, would you say is actually playing? Like a 360 game or an Xbox original game. So on my friends list, mm-hmm. I do see people playing a really, really wide range of things. Mm-hmm. Um, also, You're not playing anything. <laughs> oh, I know, fuck. Uh, Shots fired. <laughs> I was playing. I played a wee bit of a Yu-Gi-Oh game because I wanted to try and learn the card game. And there's one on Xbox. And then I played something else, but I was so tired I can't remember what it was. And I was like, I yeah. must play this again. And then I was really fucking tired. And then I really wanted to play me 360. Um, oh, that's what I was, I was playing. Dead Rising. What a game. Uh, what a game. What a game. What a game. But. Uh, the in on my friends list, I see a lot of people playing a wide variety of games. And then on a side note as well, just something I find really fun about the Xbox, and somebody confirmed it. Uh, Modern Vintage Gamer might be on YouTube. Can't remember the name. I think it is, but uh, uh, he uh, does a video every time an Xbox console comes out. Where you know the way that the console has System Link, where like yeah. I could we we did it. I think one time where we like played Halo together, and we like linked the two consoles together for like a network right. adapter That's and right, yeah. away we went so if the the protocol the actual like code way that that works in the background has never changed from the original xbox and you can yeah. you can put a, a copy of like let's just say crimson skies like a dogfighting playing game for the original xbox mm-hmm. you can hook up through system link an original Xbox, they have Series X and play a multiplayer game of Crimson Skies. That's mental. Natively. Even better. Mental. The way he does it is genius. It's like YouTube YouTube genius. He plays a four-player multiplayer game but connects a Xbox original, a 360, an Xbox One, and a Series X together and plays a four-player game of it mental. across four generations. So this whole backwards compatibility thing, obviously Microsoft have, you know, like a lot yeah, of really flashy sort of ways around it. But I do see a lot of people buying these older games because it it's kind of like the way that like whenever you used to get, I don't know how many of like the Wii PS1 games that you bought that came out on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Like I bought fucking shitloads of them. I bought like The uh, Hospital and The Final Fantasies uh, and I, quite, a, quite a few as well. Yeah. And then they said that they were on the Vita and so like people were buying them for the Vita as well so they could yeah. play PS1 games on the go and Oh, it was great. I thought this was brilliant. And so that that crowd is still there. And I'm seeing it's not a massive amount of people. But from from my sort of, the way that I can sort of imagine it or the way that I kind of half see it is if you have a, a system that we can tell from the system link stuff that a lot of the same architecture is still in there and it's all running off Microsoft's I'm I still think proprietary DirectX graphics software engine whatever in the background and it's all sort of a cobbled together version of Windows running on it anyway I can't imagine that the technical hurdles would be too much in getting uh like a 360 game to run on the newer hardware and so Mm -hmm. with minimal impact and the potential of more sales I could I could see it being a value prospect for any company. I mean, like look at Rockstar; they did it for 
uh, Red Dead Redemption. Remember Red Dead like came out yeah. and it was like, oh, it's where we've upscaled the textures to 4K yeah. and everybody went fucking yeah. mad and bought it out the ass. And there was a couple of people in, in our work whenever like the last place I used to work uh, down here um, that all arranged like we should all play fucking the original Red Dead online or whatever and everybody went home and fucking bought it digitally and the way they went and it yeah. just seemed like that nostalgia audience is still willing to spend money on the games if there's like a really convenient digital way of buying it and some people don't really care about getting the original media especially yeah. especially if they have digital only consoles do you know what i mean yeah, exactly yeah definitely um it's oh it's it's it is crazy like um i i just think do you remember these wee consoles where I can't remember the name of them? Where they can complain, they can play, they can play NES games, and they can play Super Nintendo games, and they can play the Retro Fives. That's the boy. Uh. There's going to be at some point, like Retro might release a console where you're going to have all these cartridges, but they're going to take discs to you. It's just going to look like a monstrosity because. The likes of Nintendo, and as you say, oh, our Switch Online service is available, or you know, Square Enix, oh, our copy of this game is blah blah. Uh, but it's um, there's one out already. I can't remember the name of it, but the way it works is that you buy a box, and it's like this, yeah. like original Wii box, and it takes cartridges and stuff. But there's like expansion yeah. ports, and then if you want to yeah. add more consoles, you just buy an expansion and like <laughs> plug it on the side <laughs> and make this fucking homunculus of like single console HDMI output fucking emulation or whatever. But, but I, I think with that, and I think, um, I, I don't think that, with Phil saying, is, is, so all like that Retro 5, for example, that's all for physical collectors. Like I only have kind of, uh, I have PS3 games and up. I don't really have anything Mm. before the ps3 because yeah. i i felt i fell out of love with gaming believe it or not uh but then during the the wii era that's when i came back yeah. on it uh, but i don't even have wii games um but i think like a perfect example is i i don't think you know if super mario galaxy 2 can't get anywhere i don't want to buy a wii to buy mario galaxy 2 to hook it up via composite cable I'm just not going to do it. And the fact that I'm even saying that, that, that I know how the cable works, if I talk to 100 people who absolutely adore Super Mario Galaxy 2, they're not going to want to do that. They're just going to go, well, can I not play it on my Switch? Aye. Make these things readily available digitally. And I yeah. think that's what Falls trying to say, is it's the digital push. Um. So. Yeah, and especially with things like cloud streaming games and all becoming yeah. more and well, i think 5g is going to be a big selling point for that yeah. as well yeah. um yeah. i mean there's no reason why these things couldn't be run remotely and you know there is still an audience there for them people are are more than happy to play games that they remember and there's always a nostalgic audience there's entire industries built around the back of nostalgia it's not that it's a you know it's not that you're not making the money and i understand yeah. that not every game can make it because he does make a point Phil Spencer, whenever he mentions this, about saying within reason, and I can imagine yeah. that being like, well, Crazy Taxi is a really good example because the whole soundtrack, or maybe even the original Tony Hawk's games, even though they did mm -hmm. get remade, so I'm kind of my points a wee bit moot on that one, but yeah. the like the soundtracks are a big one, like the music licenses, yeah. so you would need to retool the whole, you know, the whole experience, yeah. and yeah. retool the whole soundtrack uh, possibly even license new songs because these licenses expire. Um, yeah. Sure, remember Lego Lord of the Rings? Was it disappeared from store 
like Steam yeah. and yeah. like digital storefronts for like a couple of fucking weeks and then because yeah. they had to renew the license with New Line Cinema for Lord of the Rings and then the game became available again just one of those it's, things uh, it's like WWF No Mercy that'll never see the light again day again ever because of you know, no. licensing music, so many wrestlers' faces, and they all want a piece of the pie. Chris Benoit's on it. You know, all that kind of. Yeah, it's too much. It'll be too much work to go back and actually yeah, like exactly. retool that so it works now. So at this point, it's like, right, that's maybe not within the realm of reason. And so at that point, I, you could make a case of like, you know, okay, mm-hmm. now, you know, you know, this is. So there, the, the, the argument that he brings up that I can see is that he sort of mentions and i this is what i took from it is that a it sort of implied that other industries are doing this like you can go on netflix and watch like classic movies do you know what i mean that have a you know soundtrack that maybe includes you know some like licensed music or whatever do you know what i mean and yet we can still watch those like on a modern digital service do you know what i mean yeah. Or, you know, you can go on and listen to, like, a DJ track where, like, samples were used. Like, you can go on and listen to, like, say, Daft Punk's, like, Discovery album on Spotify, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, there's, like, sampled, like, they used samples all over that album. And I'm assuming they were all licensed and all. It probably would be since it got actually released. But, like, yeah. those aren't, it's not like anybody's pulling, you know, Daft Punk from Spotify because they used a sample of, like, a 70s funk track do you know what i mean yeah yeah it's you know they're, they're in other industries they seem they not have this problem but in the gaming industry they do yeah it's like oh the license for a world war 2 footage is expired so no more fucking metal gear for you what <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck are you talking about what and, the fuck he cares about that this leads to the whole digital versus physical argument, but that's another topic. That's for a whole day. other topic, and my god, we've bitten off a lot today. So I'm going. Um, so we're going to skip the next topic. Uh, the next po- topic was that Pokemon uh, Brilliant uh, Pearl and Shining Diamond, I think, or Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, whichever one of those is out today. Uh, have played it. Uh, is what you would expect. It's a Pokemon game. That's it, really. It looks kind of like the Link's Awakening graphics. So. Fill your boots. Enjoy. Uh, we Do you talk- not think it looks, it looks like, what was the Hey Pikachu one, was it? Or? Oh, like Let's Go Pikachu or whatever? Yeah. The why, ba- does that, why does that look better than this one? I don't, I don't know. Do, I honestly ha, don't know. Have they just so, reskinned, have they just reskinned the, the GBA game or Game Boy game? Or, I, or? I think, I think it was just because they were being faithful to the DS version. Uh, if you look at the way that the Let's Go games are done, they're done with like more kind of realistic model proportions, the same way that right. like Diamond and Pearl, or not Diamond and Pearl, fuck, uh, the way like Sword and Shield were done or like the, the 3DS games like X and Y, Son and Moon were. However, before that if you look at all the original old sprites like they were all wee chibi sprites with like big heads Mm -hmm. and that was always the way the graphics were and then whenever you were in battle you got like a more sort of realistic looking sprite so i think it was just them being faithful loads of people were like ah the way is the graphics look like this and you're like the graphics have always looked like it's like it's just that they've always been pixelated (laughs) so we never fucking knew do you know what i mean they always look that way it's just that we've been conditioned now with newer releases that it's been moving slowly towards a more realistic human model size and so yeah. now the jump back seems jarring but it's always been that way but right, anyways okay. it's pokemon fill your boots you know what they expect anybody who plays the game would be surprised 
it's probably your first Pokemon game. If you've played one before, you'll know all about it. And Diamond and Pearl is a really good Pokemon game as well, so I hope that the remaster doesn't do anything to change it, but I don't suspect they will. It's a one-in formula anyway. And if you're buying it in a retail shop and somebody offers you something to compliment that game, be very nice to them. Yes, definitely. Be very nice. It's very tough these days. They work retail coming up to Christmas and stuff like that, so be nice to everybody. Anyways, speaking of which, Kieran, yes, you have an announcement regarding because of retail, and uh, sorry I jumped on there, jumped no on problem. on you. Uh, you have a little announcement regarding next week's episode, I believe. What is next week's episode? What's my announcement? Ah, oh, you can't remember. So next week, folks, I will not be here there because it is Black Friday week. Um, so I will not be here for recording. Um, so we were going to skip a week, but then... No, but I'm going to jump on. Uh, you got a solo one, so I want to do a solo one. I want to sit on here and chat to myself, have a wee, have a wee session with myself. For a wee so hour go, or so next week. So it's going to be a solo cast next week. So uh, because Black Friday is one day, yes, but it's the whole prep. and Yeah, I, there's a I, lot coming I, on day and... I, I'll be doing nearly 60 hours that week and I just won't have the energies. Um, So I'm not here next week. So Kieran is going to take the mantle and... Uh, it's going to be you know, great. It's going to be great. Some more, some more stories. So uh, if you want to uh, make sure that you're... Uh, you're up to date on the podcast then make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform or follow us on whatever platform you're on so that you don't miss next week's solo cast and then the inevitable uh, triumphant return of Daniel the week after but uh, if you want to uh, if you want to reach out and drop me a question for next week's podcast you can do so by going on anchor.fm slash oneupcast clicking on the wee message button and recording us a wee voice message or you could drop me a message on twitter at HarryAtomicYT. you can send Daniel a message as well on Ferryman5000 but then he'll just forward it to me or you can go to uh, our oneupcast twitter which is oneup underscore cast o-n-e-u-p underscore cast on Twitter, and you can drop us a message there. Anyways, we have two questions this week. The first one coming from a uh, long-time, long-time listener, long-time questioner, Rambo, who says, what is your favourite PS1 game that you think could benefit from a modern remaster, and why is it G-Police? <laughs> you G- know what, G-Police? What, what, what a game, hey? What a game. I only actually played the demo, the demo disc. Um, so did I, so did I. What a game! No, it, was, it was it was surprisingly good at the time for like the uh, the, the controls, like the Wii flight yeah. controls were surprisingly mm-hmm. fucking good. I I didn't know as well. I mean, it, I think it's going to be a Blade Runner game or something. I never knew that it was, but was what it? If, I think so. I, I'm not sure. It just I was looking it up. Uh, whenever I saw the question, they try and like what, just sort of what, see what, like what, what what does the G stand for? Uh, I have no idea. We're gonna get a bunch of. We'll ask Rambo. We'll ask Rambo here a question back at Rambo. What does the G stand for? At Rambo. <laughs> at Rambo. What does the G stand for in G Police? Uh, Don't Google it. You can tell us and no, we'll, take, we'll answer that question. What, what, would, you, what would you make the G stand for in G Police? But what, what, what would be your favorite PS1 game you think could benefit from a modern remaster? So I'm going to... This is a bit of a cop-out, but there's a question next, which I'll fill on, uh, which I'll talk about this game again but if i had to say what game would benefit from a remaster and it has kind of already been done but it wasn't done good mm-hmm. was metal gear solid so metal, metal gear, gear solid uh, metal so it was done in the gamecube twin snakes but they broke the game <laughs> uh, they, put a fir- they fir- put a first person mode on it and it just didn't work 
Uh, yeah. When you're fighting Vulcan Raven, the guy in the tank, you're not meant to do that first person. It made it too easy. Yeah. Um, but no, I think if they did a modern remaster today, 4K, 60, and had it all shining, all glory, oh, I would buy the most expensive collector's edition. I'm, uh, I would salivate over it. Um, t- so to me, a proper... Plus, the GameCube w- was turned 20 years old yesterday so it's been about 20 years since it so it needs re-redone and speaking of gaming anniversaries Kieran, today is a one year anniversary to the day of the ps5 isn't that fucking insane a year that's when i jesus a Christ. year today so there you go there you are what about you what 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 would uh they your fuck, they fucking remastered everything <laughs> they fucking remastered uh final fantasy 7 was remastered uh Fucking uh, Spyro was remastered. Uh, Crash was remastered. Uh, I think Soul Reaver was remastered. If not, it has some pretty good sequels. Metal Gear was remastered, questionably. Silent Hill was remastered, questionably. Like I'm really digging the only, the only ones Croc. that I. What sorry? Croc. Croc. We need to bring it back. Croc. Legend of Lagobos. <laughs> Did you hear the story behind Croc? Like where it came from? No. And oh, I right. thought it was just like a Mario sixty four clone. Oh, it's the other way about. Mario sixty four is a croc clone, apparently. No so way. Let sit, me sit down. Let me. All right, let me. Let me. Let me. Uh, let me give you the 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 quick version of this. All right, but croc was made uh, by uh, go uh, fucking croc legend of the Gobos. Was made by Gobos. That's <laughs> it. It's, it's a fucking paradox. It was made by Ar- Argonaut Software. And right. Argonaut were the people who made Star Fox. I was about to say that's a Star Fox guy. Star yeah. Fox people. And so Argonaut uh pitched the idea of a 3D platformer to Nintendo mm-hmm. as the story goes. And they came in and went, Hey, Nintendo people, we have an idea because Star Fox 2 was cancelled for the SNES. And they went ahead and made Star Fox or Lilac Wars over here for the N64. And then they went, Hey. Uh, we're instead of doing all that, we're going to work on a 3D platformer prototype. What do you think? And this will probably mm-hmm. tie it together now. And they were going to make it Star Yoshi, right? And then Nintendo went, Nah, we don't really think that that's going to work. Sorry. And then they mm-hmm. went, Well, we've already made most of this fucking game, so what will we do? And they changed Yoshi to a crocodile, and they put it on the PlayStation. No way. And the Sega Saturn, and there they go. Argonaut Jeez. made the 3D platformer, and then they went to a trade show. That year, it might have been E3, might have been some other one, and they went to the Nintendo booth, and the reports are is that they went there and saw Mario 64 being shown off, and they were like, you motherfuckers, and apparently Shigeru Miyamoto went over and apologized and was like, sorry about that, Uh, but I turned out it was actually a good idea. So that's where Croc apparently came from, so I don't know if we're going to get a Croc remaster, but I would love it. Uh, Tony Hawk's 2 got remastered as well, so I'm trying to think. What was the other one as well? Uh, Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, did that get a remaster? Mm. It got a sequel on PS5 got a sequel. there. Did Tenchu Stealth Assassins ever get a remaster? It didn't. I think Tenchu could be a good shout. Imagine that. Because the draw distance was wild, sort of shoddy on that. Do you the remember dra- Nightmare Creatures? Vaguely, I, what was that about? I loved Night. It was like a third person. Um, it was kind of Castlevania, but it was in a 3D environment. And uh, Fuck, I do remember yeah. that game. Jesus, that was brilliant. Remember? Oh that man! You had a big sword, no, and you you're basically running around the sandbox, just killing vampires and werewolves and Aye, shit. We need to add, we need that back. Yeah. Nightmare creatures do it. And that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Class. Anyways, there, that's our PS One remasters. You have one more question that got sent so, to you. 
one one more question and we'll call it a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugh writes on to us again the the fresh, ever so smelling great, fantastic mm, key. As well as wrote on to us again. And it smells so good, this question. So it's a genuine question for myself. Um so he says, Daniel, genuine question for you. Nintendo is obviously your first love. Um, but you're also a huge PlayStation fan. What was the turning point that made you just as much as a play uh, sorry, what was the turning point that made you just as much as a PlayStation fanboy as a Nintendo fanboy? So Mm-hmm. This has a multi-tiered answer, Hugh. Um, so I grew up loving Nintendo. Grew up with Mario. Mario from Mario One right up to you know, just loved them, loved them. Uh, I then, as I had my teens, um, my older brother got a PlayStation, and um, was never really into it at all. Uh, still, still had my Super Nintendo, my N64. Just played away at those. Loved them. Uh, and then it was one day uh, my brother's mitt came over with uh, a few like discs and a black uh, extra vision box. You know, the black boxes, they were just blank. Yeah. And uh, he was all here. There's a couple of games that I am not returning to uh, extra vision in Manchester. Work <laughs> away. And, and there was, yeah, there was shitloads of them. Uh, and one of them was Metal Gear. And I was all, well, what's this? And before then, on I, I dabbled on PlayStation One, but it was like played the odd wee racing game here and there, yeah, nothing. Discs and all, no, uh... yeah, stuff like that. But then I put on Metal Gear, and Metal Gear changed gaming that night for me. Surely because we've gone from like a two D and three D mascot running around, and it was brilliant, and still love it to this day, to a cinematic, interactive experience. Mm-hmm. That the fact that there was full orchestrated music, there was full voice, full proper cutscenes, FMV blew my mind at the time. Uh, and just playing Metal Gear, I think I finished it in like three days, just playing it. From, I felt like I was in a movie. I felt like I was Snake. And it just just went from there then. So back then, you didn't realize about third parties and what was exclusive. You just played games. And back then, it was Sony and... It was PlayStation and Nintendo, so there's no Xbox, there's no less third party carry on. So it went then from Metal Gear to Silent Hill to Silent Hill to Rappa La Rappa. And just, as time went on, just this love and affinity for these franchises just grew and grew. And my Nintendo got forgotten. Now, was Nintendo that just got forgotten? Nintendo was gone as I so N- Nintendo was my. My younger years, my youth years, PlayStation was my teen years, effectively. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I fell out of love with gaming. Then, uh, when I had about 20, 21, I started working full time. Uh, just life changed, and it was the way it brought me back. And I think that it was the way and the nostalgia brought me back. You know, oh, I can play Mario again. I'll do this and I'll do that and the waggle. And I was so hyped about it and I got really invested. But then, when I started playing Mario, yeah, I got the uh, I got real. I got really, really into it again. But then I wanted that kind of that itch, you know, that more mature itch then. Yeah. Uh, and I, I went back to PlayStation. Well, so when I, I when I was buying a PlayStation, I knew this new kit was on the block, this free sixty and everything. But I just had that again, that nostalgia, you know, from my teenage years growing up with PlayStation. Uh, so I got a PS3, and I always remember the day I got a PS3 and a HD TV on the same day. <laughs> just went up one time one day and brought both of them. With GTA 4 
and absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. But then I got a job in game, and I very quickly realised that the PlayStation was the underdog, and uh, I felt like it was my flag to carry. You know, I was a PlayStation guy. Yeah. And er everybody else was three sixty. Everybody all three sixty is better. Halo, blah blah blah. And uh, it was like it was the whole not. And I was talking about you know how I I knew. And again, sounds wise five fanboys, but I, I knew Sony would turn it around for the quality of their exclusives. I, like, Xbox dropped the ball last generation. However, I am adamant that Nintendo, uh, PlayStation still would have turned it around on the PlayStation 4 era because the quality of the, their games, that generation, proved it. No, I mean, they capitalized, yes, on uh, Xbox's blunder, but the quality of games that they released that generation was, and that was from the founding, from the PS3 days, right up. And so it was just, a, you know, like, it was almost, almost like brand loyalty, I knew it was going to happen, and being the underdog in a shop when there was like seven or eight staff telling you every day the PlayStation shite, mm -hmm. kind of spurred my loyalty on even more. So I am a Nintendo fanboy, and I'm... Uh, PlayStation fanboy, and I think that's ultimately why. Um, just for you t being a kid, growing up, growing up from being a kid to uh, a teenager and then to an adult. You know, I do, I do like Xbox, but I, do, I don't have that. Yeah, you, you sort of, you have a bit of a journey. Yeah, I don't have that love or anything for it, you know what I mean? I think Game Pass is fucking brilliant. And if, like I even said on a conversation there yesterday, I actually play my Xbox more than I play my PlayStation 5 because how good Game Pass is. And they're fucking killing it at the moment as well. Yeah. So um, it's good for gamers. So happy days. So that answers that question. So I think that's our show. I do think that's our show. Thank you very much, everybody, for, for listening and joining on this week. We're fucking about all over the place, but sure we got there in the end. Uh, as we were saying, next week is going to be a, a solo cast for me, and then the following week then, hopefully you'll be still alive after Black Friday, you'll be able to make your, your return. <laughs> it's I will be back. Don't, it's going to be, uh, be a mad one anyway. But anyways, thanks everybody for oh. listening. Sorry? I'll, I'm going to submit a question via the Anchor app. Do oh. submit a question on Anchor app, be class. Tell us how you're getting on. You can drop in and submit a wee question, and I'll have to answer your question. It'll be meta. Anyways, uh, thank you very much for listening. Speaking about submitting questions, you can submit questions uh, like uh, the ones that we just answered. You can submit us an audio question through the Anchor app. You can go to anchor.fm slash oneupcast, click on the message button, record a wee message and send it in. Or you can contact me on Twitter at HarryAtomicYT. You can reach Daniel on Twitter at Ferryman5000 and drop him some uh, wee messages to help him get free Black Friday. Or you can reach out to us on uh, the oneupcast Twitter, which is O-N-E-U-P underscore cast on Twitter and drop us your messages there and we can answer your questions on the show. But anyways, thanks very much everyone for listening. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.